Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me as always is my very, very talented friend who is always hot fun in the summertime, the mixtress DC Gina. <laughs> that August birthday, I'm telling you, <laughs> fires me up. I don't think you just save it for August. <laughs> that's my, I mean, that's my season to shine, my yeah. Virgo time. There you go. Um, is there ever, are you, are you ever not shining? I think uh, you did every season, Gina. You know, I don't know. Late. <laughs> late, late, late. <laughs> All right, so summer's here, right? So you know what that means. More beach time, more pool time, more time spent with friends, family, picnicking or partying while enjoying the great outdoors, right? And this means we're not only reaching for our bug spray, but we're also reaching into our coolers um, in search of a cool, refreshing beverage. And Gina, sometimes we gotta go back and think about those early days. Sometimes it hurts, but you know, back in the day, we definitely drank some crap. Yeah, so you're referring to the Big Z? Yes, so yes, in my early Jolly days. Jolly Rancher City, my friend. Part, and so my early, in the early days, partaking in you know adult beverages, you know, so for some of the first times, I did make some bad, bad decisions. Like, oh, Zima. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this one? Everclear Purple Passion? Uh, oh, sorry. I'm from Long Island. Of course I do. Yeah, I ruined it. You're, you're missing the other stuff. Night Train. Alizé. Of course. Alizé is alive and well in the market, by it the is, way. It is. And so is I own bars. <laughs> it is alive and well, and people still call for really? it. Really? Yes. That's and crazy. they have a whole new line of passion fruit and blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. I think I'd still get a hangover just as much then as, I mean, today that I did then. I, I know, I'm but sure. that's because you're not 20-something. That's but true. The 20-somethings are still, at, still asking for it. How about this one? Does anyone ever ask for Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill? I don't even know if Boone's Farm is real. So is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it, is it still in market? I feel uh, it, like... So the funny thing is for the show, I, I Googled it. and What it about is. Bartles and James? Bartles and James, yeah, the two old men sitting on the porch. Yes. Some of the best advertising, spirit advertising. So, really? Two yeah. old, was it two old white men? It was, of course. It was cause Fucking were... shocking. <laughs> Something's never not, changed. Not a woman in sight. So, not a something... woman or a person of color in sight. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. Uh, no, that, why are you talking silly now? All right, so let's go back to the I'm show, shall crazy, we? Crazy, Gina. <laughs> but now there's a whole new generation of canned drinks, right? Um, and they don't just set out to like hit, you know, heavy hit you, you know, and put you down on your bum. Um, they're actually, many of them are enjoyable to drink, they're light, refreshing, and dare I say, just downright delicious. And today's designated drinkers, I believe, are overachievers in this category. They are the co-founders and masterminds behind Volley Tequila Seltzers. My favorite spirit. Yes, we have Camille and Chris on the show. Welcome to the show, you two. Hi. Thanks, Thanks guys. It's so nice to be here. So, Gina, what do you think? Why don't we open up one of these bad boys? Jump right in. I mean, this is my kind of show, right? Let's We're going to do some tasting and some chatting. And I didn't have to make any of them. No, you did not. Yeah, um, well, you know, I don't know. I feel, I feel lime. Lime seems like a good place to start. Let's do it. All right, so obviously you can't see what we're doing here, so it's uh, Bali Zesty Lime, and it says right on the top of this little um, cute foil, it says flip the can because juice settles. I understand that, right? So oh, that, we're gonna... I didn't know that. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, so we're gonna flip it, and then I'm hoping I'm doing this right. I feel like I'm not a user error. Chris, Camille, either one of you jump in and tell our listeners a little bit about the story behind Bali. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Camila, you want to kick it off with how we got started? Yeah, um, we really just wanted to make 
like the cleanest beverage possible. Um, there were so many of these cans out on the market and um, we were drinking them. This is way before high noon. Um, and you know, the, the, the white claw and all, <clears throat> and all of those um, and didn't really know what was in them. Um, you know, natural flavors and fermented cane sugar were the ingredients and um, we wanted something that was clean and that I wanted to drink that was tequila based. So we decided to create Bali. And to jump in, there, there's also two shocking facts about alcohol that kind of inspired this. You know, one is that it's the only category that you don't need to list ingredients. Can you believe that, Gina? Did you know that's, that? That's you know, anything you get at the grocery store, whether it's food or beverage, it, it has ingredients listed on it, but because it's not regulated by the FDA, you don't need to list ingredients. We, we thought that was kind of kind of shocking since even though it is booze, you still want to know what you're consuming. So this is really about being that cleaner option for people who do want to have fun, but also want to you know, know what they're putting in their body so that you can, we like to say, if you're going to drink, drink better. I agree. What do you think, Gina? I really like this. I like this one a lot too. It's so funny you say that because, you know, I have never like, until like seltzers, you didn't really drink a lot of canned cocktails. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, um, you know, you made cocktails yeah. and like, I didn't even realize that they haven't like caught up with that. Like, you know, how much, how many calories are in it? Like, don't you have to put the calories though? I feel like you do, right? Uh, yeah. Calories, calories, I'm not sure. I there, you might need to put calories, but you, you don't need to list ingredients. Yeah, I think there's something um, but, about that. But anyway, anyway, yeah, because even James, you know what? Guinness has the calories on the can. I didn't know that. Anyway, that's not the but point. But regarding cocktails, I, I agree. You know, when you go to a nice craft cocktail bar, you get to, you know, see the craftsmanship and you see what they're doing. They're using like fresh lime or, you know, th these beautiful ingredients. And, and it it's actually in the same way it's similar because these there aren't like, 50 different ingredients, they're real ingredients versus lots of these products made uh, and manufactured and put into cans or, or bottles. They have unusual ingredients like what's called natural flavors. Sounds very innocent. You know, you can pronounce it, you wouldn't blink an eye, but the reality is it can have over a hundred ingredients in it. And one of them, as an example, is uh, called castorium, which is the goo excreted from the butt of a beaver. And you what? wouldn't what? really think about that. Yeah, you know, you're, you're having vanilla ice cream or I won't name the brands, but certain uh, tequila brands that, that use a little flavor additive of, of to get that vanilla note, you wouldn't really think you'd, you're consuming you know, the butt of a, a beaver. But the reality is it's, <laughs> it's, it's natural. It fits into their description <laughs> of, of natural flavors. But we we think people should actually know what they're they're consuming and probably wouldn't want what? to consume that if they knew that they were. Yeah, it's pretty much. Please don't up. say that's Casa Azul because I fucking worship that tequila. <laughs> it's not Casa Azul, is it? Oh boy. Uh, uh oh. Is it well, Casa Azul? Uh, no, no comment. No comment. Casa Azul. You're telling me a hundred and sixty dollar bottle of tequila has that shit in it? Really? Literally. No comment. There's actually two oh. two big big name ones. That, that I'll say no, no comment, but <laughs> what I will say is that if you pour it into a cup by itself and smell it, then you're going, you're going to, you're going to get these notes very clearly. 
That's crazy. I'm gonna lose my mind right now. Also, how cute is this? Yeah. It says on the inside, have you thanked a hemador today? No, here's your chance. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Does that say it on every one? No. It says, Maya well is the Aztec goddess of the of agave. See if she has bestowed riches on you. This is very cute, this little QR code. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, what else? When, so, yeah. Um, first of all, I love it. I did grow up in Long Island, so when, um, what's that iced tea company? I just went out of my head. Snapple. Snapple. You know, this is all about, this is like when I was a kid. Are you kidding? So tell us, guys, what, what, what started all of this with Bali? What was your inspiration? I know you wanted to cr create something clean, but give us a, give our listeners a little background um, on, on both of you so they kind of understand your why. This was like back in 2018. Um, I was kind of alluding to it earlier when all the seltzers were com had come out. Um, they positioned themselves as the healthier option, um, you know, lighter than a beer. Um, and when you look under the hood of like, what is this thing? It's a new, type of drink, um, it's fermented cane sugar and natural flavors. And I happened to be reading this book called The Dorito Effect. It was, it's about the flavor industry. It's a huge industry. Um, it goes into the details of like natural flavor versus artificial flavor. Uh, what really is the difference there? And, you know, in my opinion, like, I don't care what you say, but like when you try to man manufacture goo from a butt's beaver to go into my food like that is natural and so <laughs> I, mind um, right now. <laughs> I cannot so yeah so we, i know it's it's just too much um it's it's no like who the, who the thought like to squeeze a, a beaver's ass to get some shit to like fucking put in a drink i mean what planet what is going on like that? I can't. I can tell you what planet. It's called Earth. Yeah, and it's I mean, it's humans nuts. suck. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I, I didn't mean to cut I, you off. I just you someone, just blew my mind. No, I know. I'm, it's like, cause how does somebody even think to like get the goo from the beaver's butt to like, you know, who? who it's just weird. I don't want to know. Actually. So <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so there were no like RTDs at this point. <laughs> Um, so there was no, like any, no canned, um, liquor options really. Um, and so I was looking for the tequila option. There weren't any, Chris has a background in product development. So we decided to make our own and just to really make it a clean beverage, something transparent, something we wanted to drink. We were proud to drink. Um, so we started making them in our kitchen in New York city and, and canning them with like a hand canning machine. And we would bring it to friends' barbecues to, to te taste test, and um, people loved them. And so we really just went with it. And yeah, Chris's background in drink in like product development is very interesting. There's a lot to learn from him. How'd that all start for you, Chris? My my product development background was we we were actually in D.C. I was working at the the uh, Jefferson Hotel on 16th Street, and. The mixologist who's hired to work there, he's from Italy, and uh, we became friends. And uh, I, I was amazed by his cocktails, how fresh they were, how delicious. And I, I thought maybe there's a way that people who don't know how to make these amazing cocktails can enjoy something similar at home uh, through a mixer, uh, where all these components are together except for the spirit. And 
Um, so we, we went on this journey of, of making mixers and, and uh, all done by hand. And uh, William Sonoma discovered it and was like, wow, these are awesome. Can you make these under our label? And that took us on, on quite a, a journey of, of making uh, William Sonoma's mixers and uh, fun projects we, we brought to life, like over 80 different products, not just for William Sonoma, but line for Walmart and a couple others. And But in doing that, we got pretty good at making stuff, uh, but we found ourselves drinking more of a tequila, soda, and, and lime or grapefruit when we'd go out just you know, we found you feel much better the next day. You can have your fun, uh, enjoy yourself, but you're, you're, you're not, you know, losing a whole day recovering. So, uh, that, that led us to, to start volley and, and try to figure out how to make the, the cleanest option. We said, you know, someone should make a really clean, good quality option. It might not be for everybody, but it, it should exist. So let's, let's bring it to life. Um, and it's been quite quite a fun past couple of years. That's really cool that you've done some major brands. Um, Gina, what do you think about the, the mango? So we had uh, the tropical mango. That's really delicious. I like the color. Actually, when it came out, it like looked like mango, right? And like I always find that to be funny when um, <clears throat> when you make something, right? And you're like, oh, it looks like orange juice. It has orange juice in it. And you're like, well, it should look like orange juice, and yeah. not yellow. Oranges are orange and not yellow. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of crazy. All right, so we're gonna do um, the spicy ginger. Now, I'm gonna be honest, I'm super critical of spicy ginger. If you're putting it on there, it's gotta have that kick. Cause I hate when you like get spicy ginger and like, or it'll say spicy ginger beer and you're like, this is nothing. nothing. Uh -oh. You know, people just put it on there. She's a hard critic, guys. All right, so this one says, our, it says our blue agaves are aged about eight years before they are harvest. Want to see them? I love this. Yeah. I fucking love this. Are they all the same for the same cans, or you have like a hundreds of these? You, you got to open enough cans and find out. <laughs> no, there's one per, per flavor. <laughs> got it. This is, this is good. Look how pretty. All right, so the ginger smells gingery. I mean, we're right off the right off the bat, we're good. I like that gingery. So that's a Peruvian ginger juice. See, it is spicy. Oh, you got it. You got a thumbs up over here. She's got a Wait, big hold on smile. a second. Hold on. So you you bring that in? Yeah, most ginger in the U.S. comes from China. Um, it's a little bit duller color and and spice profile. We we've come across Peruvian ginger and found it a brighter color and a spicier profile. And so we said, if we're able to use Peruvian ginger, let's use it. It's organic, uh, never from concentrate. It's actually from the Amazon in uh, Peru. And it comes over frozen to our freezer in Mexico. Um, and then it gets defrosted the day before production. Uh, and it just gets mixed with the tequila, water, gets carbonated, and into the cans it goes. So this is, I mean, this is not made in Jalisco, right? Like this isn't it like is. made in the state of tequila, right? Yeah, it is? this is yeah. the real it deal is. here. It is. So tell us, tell Gina about the tequila. Tell, or tell our listeners about yeah. it, because I would love to know. Yeah, this is as real as it gets. So uh, you should be skeptical of any can that says it has tequila and it's made in, in the U.S. or somewhere else, but you'll see on the back of the can that it's made in Mexico. It does say uh, Miami is you know, where the company's based, because that's the, where the import permits based, but it says made in Mexico. And uh, that's because any 100% agave product needs to be actually bottled there, not just the tequila 
can come from there, it needs to get into its final vessel. So we make everything in a town called Arandas, which is in Jalisco, about two hours from Guadalajara. So you fly into Guadalajara, drive out to the to the fields, and distillery is just a few minutes apart, and it's uh, got a bunch of well-known brands are, are made there. Uh, we tasted tequila from about five different distilleries before we landed on this one. We did a taste test of, of 10, so about two samples from each location and brought them all together, tasted it, and we said, these two profiles here are the smoothest. What, what are these two? And one was Don Julio Blanco, and the other was an exclusive profile uh, that was private label, and we said, this, this needs to be Volley right here. So uh, Volley at its core is a really great quality tequila that we actually have a couple bottles. It's not for sale, but we, we have a couple bottles at our tasting room in, in Charleston. And when people come over, they're able to taste it. We have them compare it to other products and see see what they think. Uh, but it's what's actually in the can, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. Oh, you can, you can go to the tasting room. Yeah, oh, I didn't know you guys this had is a not tasting a, room. This is not a good idea for me, but 100%. <laughs> can I just say the one thing about seltzer is that like nobody ever wants to talk about it's like they have like allegedly like less alcohol, you know, it's like, oh, it's just less. And yet, because it's carbonated and the actual alcohol is carbonated itself and not just, um, you know, not just, you know, it's like uh, carbonated water is added to the drink. Yeah. It hits you right away. I don't care what anybody says. It's like literally like you drink a seltzer and you're like, it's just like, it's like that. I don't know why. Or maybe it's maybe just, it's just me. you. Are, maybe are you feeling you. these? All the bubbles. Yes. Every time I, that's the one thing about sauces I was saying is like literally you're force carbonating the entire can and you're carbonating the actual liquor. When you do that and you're not adding carbonated water to something and it sits for a long time, it makes, it hits you. It's some people it hits right away. For me, it hits right away. So yeah. So these are hitting you then. You're feeling yeah. happy? Is it just the agave, maybe? Yeah, and I just happy. the tequila? I don't know. I love it. I mean, you know what would make me even more happy? Coffee and tequila. How about and a tip? Repeat? How about a tip? A tip. A trick. Yes, yes. Let's do it. All right. Okay. The grapefruit. This is probably my favorite time of year. You know what it is? That means it's Paloma season. Tequila, grapefruit, grapefruit soda. Come on, it's the best, right? But you know, sometimes you know you got these awesome pre-made drinks like from our friends at Volley. We love that. You flip the can, everything. It's really good, just the way it is. But sometimes you want just like a little hint more, something to add a little bit um, extra. And one thing that I really like to do is, you know, add a little bit of steeped hibiscus. It's really beautiful and delicious, and smells really amazing, right? So all you're gonna do is either make yourself a cocktail. You could do the uh, Paloma, or you're gonna add your ice. And you're gonna open whatever pre-made cocktail it is. And you know, it doesn't have to be just the grape, the, the uh, grapefruit one or this brand. It could be something that you like. You're gonna pour it over ice. And this is your, um, really your trick here is to take it, and you take just a little bit of your hibiscus, and you're gonna just let it float on top. And it makes this really, really pretty um, cocktail little bit different, becomes your own. And you can take a little bit of your grapefruit peel. And we're just gonna put that in there over the top and just give it just a new life, you know? Spend a little time in the can traveling. Just spend a little bit of time making just this iced tea. Or 
That's so easy. And then boom, just a new take on a Paloma. Cheers. I love it, Gina. I love just adding a little bit, you know, making it my own, making it a little. Yeah, you, you can, can Louise in it. You can Louise, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you take what you like and then you add like a little bit of spin on it if that's what you want. Like, and like for me, I always love adding a little bit of iced tea in the summertime. So you make this like a bit, a little bit bigger or having it on the side. Super, awesome. super easy. I love it. Where where are they going to go to get this tip? You're going to go to, <laughs> you're going to go to designateddrinker.show for our um, tips, tricks, and how to's. And also you can catch us on Instagram if you want to see it at designated drinker and you'll see my lovely face and manipulating cocktails. There you go. She's amazing at it. Um, and if you didn't catch any of that, don't worry. You can just scroll down into the episode notes. We will have links um, to both our Instagram, to the website, so you can get all of the cocktails that Gina has mastered, as well as we will make sure that we have a link to Volley because good news, everyone, you can order it online. So if it's not like on the shelves of your grocery um, yet, don't worry, they've got you covered. Just hit that button. You can order as I feel much. Like Charleston tasting room sounds amazing. That sounds like a trip for us. What do you Fuck think? Yes, I want to go to Charleston. I always want to go to Charleston. Hey, we're coming to stay with you guys. Just I so mean, you know, that's never <laughs> that's never a problem. Like Charleston's like always like always perfect. You guys are gonna have house guests. So, all right. So. Um, this brings us to the end of part one. We're co-founders of Volley Tequila Seltzers. Um, but if you're anything like me and Gina, one round is just never enough. So go top off your cocktail or open up another Volley, whatever you're drinking with us, um, and get ready for part two as we continue our boozy banter. And Gina is going to serve up a Volley-inspired cocktail that is sure to spike things up for any of your <laughs> summertime activities. I had to lay in all those puns. I love it. I love it. Yes. (laughs) The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.